morning. Laurie Good and Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. What's going on in your world? Mm. Lots. Some stuff coming up, right? Well, yeah, like lots of stuff happening with, um, we have the, uh, November's a crazy month. So we have uh, uh, the hospice prayer breakfast, which is great, which is, uh, that'll be the beginning of November. Then we have the Mary Lou Quinlan show, the one-woman off-Broadway show, The God Box, coming Can't for wait. November 8th at the Theater at North which Mary Lou will be calling in one of the next two weeks to Good. talk about that. And um, Diane will be here with us, mm-hmm. Diane Baldy. And then we have the 16th of November is my uh, the um, annual commission, Lackawanna County Commission for Women uh, Legislative Breakfast. This year will feature our keynote speakers will be all three female um, uh, Lackawanna County judges, Trish Corbett, um, Margie Bizignani Moyle and Julia Munley, all of them will be speaking. And our dedication to a nonprofit this year goes to the Children's Advocacy Center. Mm. That is going to be held November 16th from 8.30 to about 11 at the Scranton Cultural Center this year. And it's on a Friday morning and it's going to be great. So tickets are $20 for that. And it's a very nice thing we do every year. Talk about some legislative issue. Um, and I think it's neat to talk about how these women um, were able, you know, decide to do what they're doing. Trish being the first ever female uh commissioner or commissioner female county judge elected and then margie and julia so it's going to be good and then the next day the 17th of november will be the gala the broadway theater gala which this year is um uh honoring josh mast and Paul Blackwell um, and uh, Blackledge, Blackwell, Blackledge, um, and they'll be honored because they do tremendous work and and giving back in this community. They sure do. And yeah, they're wonderful. So that'll happen on the seventeenth, and then shortly thereafter will be Thanksgiving. Is there any entertainment this year for the? Uh... Yes, Paul Labelle for what the uh, gala? Yeah. Oh yeah, Paul Labelle and the Exact Change. He does a great job. Okay. So we'll have a nice. Nice, nice time. Yeah. And then, of course, Broadway Theater kicks off its season um, November, whatever that weekend is, 7th, 8th. Um, I can't, let me just see I real think it's quick. The 8th. 8th, 9th, 10th, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be November, yeah, 9th, 10th, 11th for the um, Elf, the musical. So, lots of stuff happening and busy months coming up. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have attended uh, Menopause the Musical, musical, Mm -hmm. uh, which is this evening as we tape. Um, And I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's Uh supposed to be one of the funniest things. Uh, I've seen it before. Um, But but we also need to mention that one of our own, Dr. Barbara Plucknett, is the sponsor for Menopause the Musical. How much more appropriate could you possibly get (laughs) than to have Barbara as the um, uh, sponsor? It's perfect with what she does, Mm -hmm. um, uh, helping and caring for 
pre, post, and and and, 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 and menopausal <laughs> women. So that's it's all a good thing. Yeah. But guys like it too, as they say. So we're yeah. very happy. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And you know, speaking of Broadway theater, just not that that's it, but because of um, I want to talk a little bit too about our dear friend Sid Kavulage, Sid Michaels Kavulage. Sid was um, a member a board member of the Broadway Theater League and a season ticket holder obviously and he sat one seat across the aisle and one seat, one row behind me and my seats and he and his wife Linda who was a sweetheart and so I will I, he was just one of the kindest most thoughtful men, he always so friendly always thought about what he did, was always concerned about when he couldn't be here for a meeting because he was in Harrisburg or whatever he was doing. He went to every show, participated at every gala, did all of the things he needed to do as a board member. Um, but just as a person in general, I mean, he, I just loved him. Uh, he's just, was just one of my favorite people. So my uh, prayers and thoughts go to the Kavulj family. Linda, I don't know either any of his, I think there's three children. I don't know any of the children, but I loved Linda and Sid was truly, um, uh, just a, uh, just a wonderful man. And he will be greatly missed by so many people. It seems that all of the um, accolades that are coming out about him are revealing things that um, I think most of the general public never knew about him. And um, I, I say that just in general because it seems that all the people that I have seen who were interviewed that were close friends, a lot of stuff on Facebook of people who had interacted with him uh, politically and otherwise, have all said what a, a great gentleman he was. That he truly was working for the people. Oh, and yeah. If he did 18 things right, the one that somebody didn't think was done right is the one that would obsess him. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he just wanted everybody to be happy. He In everything he did. Now, of course, he wasn't my state rep, so I didn't have to deal with him on that level at all. But he just... So I, I can only tell you from a standpoint of a personal friend and as someone who, you know, no matter when I would see him, he, we just, it was just a wonderful conversation. And he, he just, he, there was just something about him. I, he, he loved the arts and it was so funny because um, I belong to the cathedral in downtown Scranton. And so when I would go to receive and, and um, uh, Sid would um, be, you know, doing uh, as a cantor there for the mass. You know, he'd he'd be in the middle of singing one of his songs, and I'd walk by and give him the old wink. You know, hey, do and smile. And he would always, through his his even the middle of a song, just smile. He would look look right at me and smile. And you knew, like he just there was just something. I don't know. I, I can't even put put my uh, thoughts into words because he just there was just something very special about him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, rest in peace, my dear friend, because he was just uh, 62 years, uh, just so young and so much more ahead of him, so many more things to do. As my sister says, so many miles to go, you know, it's... Um, I was thinking ahead on that too and wondering, they mentioned something in the paper, uh, the Scranton Times yesterday about the fact that um, he 
his name will be on the ballot. Yes. Because it's too late yes. to take it off. Mm-hmm. And he ran unopposed. Right. So it should be interesting to see what the votes are at the tally at the end of that day and see if people just voted for him just simply because it was a way of expressing how much he meant to them mm-hmm. and how much that he was respected and loved. So uh, I, I don't know if that's really true, the way that works, but it just occurred to me that that would be a nice gesture that if you're going, if you're in his district and you go to the polls that you might want to vote for him simply because just because he was a good guy he was he was i mean anything he did well i i actually dealt with him when he was with saint anne's media too because oh, i yeah. did a couple shows for ectv there mm-hmm. and um that's really where i got to know him first because i i knew him a little bit when he was with wbre but not as much as i got to know him when he was at saint anne's and then through everything else he did <clears throat> but um wonderful man wonderful man well, uh, there was um, something I just, I wanted to throw out here. We talk about menopause before, and this was in the AARP bulletin for, for October. There has been a lot of statistics that have been compiled about the fact that on a two-to-one basis, women end up with Alzheimer's more so than men. And somebody decided to do a little how-come research. And they found something that I thought was interesting. And the conclusions you can draw from this are pretty funny when you think about it. That the reasons were that, well, women had a 9% greater risk of dementia for each miscarriage they endured. No. Entering menopause at age 45 or younger increased a woman's dementia risk by 28%. And among mothers, women with three or more children had a 12% lower risk for dementia than women with one child. So I was thinking about you, and I guess you're kind of I'm in, in the between. middle. <laughs> I was just going to say, what about the mothers with two children? Yeah, so I would be very interested to know what, what Dr. Plucknett would have to say about this, because um, that was presented... At the 2018 Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Chicago, which probably wasn't that long ago. But I'm just wondering, you know, she's a proponent of continuing to take hormone treatments through and after uh, menopause because she feels that there's a lot of preventative value in doing that. Well, this kind of corroborates that, that if you go through menopause, your chances of getting Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the truth, but that's what I was picking up from this, that if you enter menopause at 45 or younger, you have a 28% increase. Well, what if you don't go through menopause per se, and you continue to stay on hormone replacement therapy? How does that affect the probability of you getting Alzheimer's? Mm. It's too bad before we did, we had a tape, Barb, this time. So it's too bad we had that before. We could have asked her on Tuesday when we did that. Next time we'll have to get her. Yes. 
I think that would be interesting. So the, the point is that they are, what they're suggesting here is that because of the fact that we go through something called menopause, it is the menopause process which increases or decreases our risks of getting Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And since men don't go through that per se, I mean, they do have some changes hormonally. But oh, we know it. We know, yeah. yeah. We know for sure. <laughs> um, that, that there's less, there had to be a link between menopause, Alzheimer's, and the increase in women. Mm -hmm. Yes. So... Um, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, you can draw some interesting conclusions to that. But it, it, they actually come up with a resolution that says the last five years, there's been a body of evidence coming forward that it could be something specific about being female linked to biological risk factors like different hormonal exposures that could put them at higher risk. Obviously, more research is needed, um, especially because having a better understanding of risk factors for Alzheimer's and other dementias that are specific to women may help researchers working with other population groups. Didn't know that. So, if you're not on hormone treatment, you might want to think about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And then one other interesting thing that I saw in this uh, little magazine, I guess they call it. Bulletin. Uh, Aretha Franklin uh, collaborated with AARP on a video designed to promote better health care. On that video was an original song never released anywhere else. Oh, did you look at it? It's titled Stand Up For Yourself. Oh, neat. The tune was a campaign theme for the Divided We Fail Coalition, an effort that established guiding principles for national health care reform. Wow. <clears throat> so it'd be interesting to see if we ever get to listen to that yeah. thing. Okay. Well, we are going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. 
At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn's show, and I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically devoted to the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So, here, interesting. Retirees seek to stay put. I think that's interesting. In their job, meaning not, no. not, what do you mean? Wait, stay put. Oh, that's right. They're yeah. retired, so right. what? Retirees seek to stay put. Well, it's common to daydream of someday moving to a sunny climb. That's what wow, I'm Wow, you mean about. stay put in their vicinity. Yes. Okay. A clear majority of American adults would prefer to stay in their current homes as long as possible. Uh-huh. That's interesting to me because I can give you 50-50 of my clients who are retired and half of them intentionally moved to Myrtle Beach, someplace in South Carolina, Virginia, uh, Georgia, and Florida. Florida. Mm -hmm. And did so with the expectation that that's how they built it, that that's where they're gonna live when they retire. Well, if three out of four wanna retire in place, then I must be talking to the wrong people. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. They said 77% agree with that. Well, I really would you like, want to go somewhere else? I don't know. I, um, I was thinking about it <clears throat> only because um, when I look at it from the perspective of the so-called bucket list of the things that I'd love to do, I don't know that I would have access to them here. But if I were someplace else, then maybe I would. And so that's what makes me think, well, you know, you're looking at, I mean, my birthday, September, I was 67. And you keep saying to yourself, hmm, you know, how much longer do you have? Not that I mean that in a bad way, but I'm, you have, you start looking at your mortality very differently when you hit your 60s. So... Um, I think of it in the context of what are the th- what's the lifestyle I would like to live and what where would I like to live it? So given any moment of the day, 
or the week or the year, you can talk to me and I would say, I'm so happy just being here. Everything I need is here. And then the next day I'm thinking, no, I really would like to go to here. And then I do all the mental gymnastics of making it seem like it really would be a smart idea. Then something else happens locally and I say, see, that's the reason why you should stay. And then it's <laughs> cool. Ah. I never even think about it. I know you don't. I never do. Very happy to be here. And I think of that. And I think of all the people I know that have wonderful lives here. Uh And what they do is they'll go in on the weekends, go into New York or Philly or something. And whatever it was that they felt they might have been missing, they get it. They get their fix. Yeah. But but then they come back. But that doesn't mean when I go to, say, Florida, just say Florida. <clears throat> I I can't I don't somehow envision myself living there for a while. Yeah. But then I think no 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 no. But I do I don't mind it. I really don't. And I prefer the East Coast over the West Coast. But oh, I yeah. but I do of Florida. But I do um, I guess in general. But I I do think about that when I'm there because the lifestyle is so much nicer but then again the heat that heat in the summer is i mean you i think if you're going to live in florida you have to come back north for, or go to nantucket or something for mm-hmm. three months and then go back i mean yep. it's it's hot yeah but that's what it's like being cooped up in the house where for us for three months in the heat because it's so cold outside we have to be inside in the warmth the opposite there is you just stay in the air conditioning more well, I, than you would. That's what my brother says. And yeah. he lives in Margate, Florida and uh-huh. has for over 30 years. Um, and he said he loves it. And it yeah, gets people really, who live there do. Really uncomfortable when he, even if he comes up in the summertime, it's still not the same kind of heat as he's used to in Florida. Uh-huh. So the, I guess you just get used to it. I don't know. But I think a lot of people, once we get into next month, and we start to deal with the really cold weather and the probability of snow and sleet, freezing rain. That's when the people say, I can't take this anymore. I have to get out of here. Yeah. So then they want to they move permanently to places that are somewhat in between, which is why I'm saying North Carolina, South Carolina, they're temperate. Um, you know, the, the farther you get north, you get to the Mason-Dixon line the more tolerable both seasons, not seasons, both climes are. That it's not really, really cold in the wintertime, but you do have to put on, you do have winter clothes. And I think that's why people do go to North Carolina because from our neck of the woods, because it's still north enough, yet it's south enough of this neck of the woods to get better weather. Yeah. I I actually think that's a cool place. Well, that's why a lot of people are buying property in Myrtle Beach Mm -hmm. because it seems to have the best of everything. Yeah. And I also know that people in Virginia feel the same way. They still get the the warmth. Yeah. They, they're close to the ocean for most of them. Yep. And so uh, I have another client that moved to Delaware. Little tiny Delaware. Yeah, well, that's not for the same either. It's thing. still south. It's south, <laughs> and, and they it's... love the fact that um, the, the living expenses are so significantly less, but the quality of their life is really great. I think that I would probably make a decision to leave somewhere down the road, to leave this neck of the woods, if... 
depending on where my children will settle, settle. Like if, if Sean, who wants to stay on the East Coast and and be in the D.C. metro area, that's his plan or Philly, yes. that kind of, um, <clears throat> then it's not that far of a ride. But I could see myself moving a little closer to him. Tommy hopefully moves back from the West Coast because as my, I love California. I mean, I absolutely love it. Yeah. But I don't, and, and his climate is perfect in San mm-hmm. Francisco, but I, I wouldn't want to be that far across the country. Me neither. So, so I would, I'm hoping someday he at least comes back to the, you know, to New York or something, somewhere. But we'll see. Maybe because I said it out loud on the show, he'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you see. You can't grab it back. We'll see. I know. But That's yeah, I don't I never think about it though, Lynn. I never do. I know. I it just keeps going back and forth in my head a lot. Cuz I think we really are in the perfect location here and we just don't know it because we're here. Well, the, the, I, the highway system, how the yes. proximity to so many things Yes. Uh, it's, and you know, if you do want to go to Florida, it is a two hour, a little over two hour f- trip. If you drive to Allentown, jump on a Legion, which is no longer here, it's two hour ride, mm-hmm. little, little over. I mean, it's, you know, it's easy. Even the ride, because you know, we did it this year. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I think we're at a good spot. Yeah. We have to be grateful for that and think about that more. Well, yes, uh, and and that's part and we of. We need a couple things, like we need a Costco and we need a, a <laughs> Trader Joe's, <laughs> but you know, Whole Foods, Whole Foods, exactly. But if we got those, I'd be even more. I'd yes, be much exactly. happier. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I think a little of that would help. Um, the other thing I think about too is that one of the things on my bucket list was that I'd like to go. I'd like to be around a place where you can have continual adult learning. Well, that too. That's so important. That there are things like that around here, um, but that would be assuming I'd be fully retired. I don't know that I would ever do that, and I don't guess I don't have to. I could fit that in somewhere in my life. But one of the things that impressed me about this article that was in the AARP bulletin was something I have been seeing and something I've been thinking about in in relation to staying put, as we just talked about. That is that 36% of the people plan to modify their homes to enable them to stay as they age, uh-huh. which we call aging Agent, in place. Yes. The second one, bathrooms and entryways are the most likely modifications so that, especially the entryways, you can get wheelchairs Uh in and out. And the other point, too, is that those of us who have townhomes where we have different stairs, stairs, you either get stair glide glide or an elevator. Or an elevator. And there is a company that I saw online that has come out with one that will enable you without the outside shaft. Yep, you, yep. Way to do it inside from the level of, let's say, the garage when you come in. That you can go up three floors and down. Yeah. So they're, what I'm saying is people are innovative. Innovative, yeah. And there's innovative and, ideas. And they're recognizing that this baby boomer group, which it's has huge. a lot of money right. and has the ability to do this, are looking for solutions. To stay where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last one was they were split on whether they'd share their home in order to stay there. 32% said yes and 29% said no. Like that woman, that gray nest or whatever. What, like Silver you mean nest. by opening, opening 
opening their home to renters. Silver Nest. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great idea. Yeah. And it's now national and will become international. Well, and and I think if people look at it and they get someone who's a younger person in there, boy, can you imagine that that kind of stimulation between the older person and the younger person and what they bring to each other? Yeah. You know, that's great. That's kind of neat. That's why I told you was in that book that the Elizabeth Berg book, um, Open House, when she decided to do that. And she let this younger person in and you got to read the book. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Berg. B-E-R-G. Berg. Berg. Open House. Cool name. Okay, that's good. Yep. Yeah, so. That's what I, I was really impressed by the fact that so many people are choosing to stay uh, because I've just seen the flight. You know, so I can't right. wait to buy the house and get out of here and sell mine and boom, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that people are looking at that more Love so it. now. I like the idea, too, because I think it's less stressful. And what I often hear is... Oh, all my doctors are here. Mm-hmm. Right, that's you know, yeah, and yeah, as you yeah. age, that I is know. something that's important. Mm-hmm. So, starting a new relationship with new medical uh, personnel is hard. We, very hard yeah. because you have no idea who you trust, who you uh, don't right. trust, and and this is years and years of grooming those people and knowing other people who use them. Right, you don't have that when you move to right. a new town. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see if that makes any sense. But yeah, that was one thought. I thought that was really good. Um, the woman who we talked about, Silver Nest, the woman who created that program. I don't know if uh, too many people understand what it is or where they can find it, but it's silvernest.com. And the idea behind that was that People very often who wish to stay in their own homes find that they have a difficult time making ends meet. And so what she did is she created a business and an online business that matches people with the, you you do something almost like um, eHarmony where you fill out all kinds of information about what you can tolerate, what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want, and what you have available and what you're willing to do for this person. And then those people go online and they say, here's what I'm looking for, and they match them up. No, I think it's cool. It's a great thing. It's neat. Okay, well, we are going to hear next from our resident guest expert, Dr. Barbara Plucknett. She's going to talk a little bit about wellness and mindfulness and all that good stuff. And uh, so we will be right back. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about 
about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients, and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking, this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997, or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA OneSource Realty, always there for you. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome Hi. back. You're listening, listening to the Lori and Lynn Show. I'm Lori King. I'm the owner of Manhattan Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our guest expert this week is Dr. Barbara Plucknett. Dr. Plucknett is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates of of Scranton. And we're just going to be a surprise to see what she's going to speak to us about. (laughs) It's always a good surprise, though. Yeah, okay. It's always a good surprise. So, you know, we're going to turn things around a little bit. Usually I have a a defined topic, something new, something invigorating. But I kind of want to take a step back and just, you know, talk about things that are important to me. And, you know, one of the things that's important to me is helping you create a lifestyle that might support your wellness. Um, We're always trying to prevent and be well and resist disease. And so I I thought I'd just talk about some basic principles that I'd like all of us to think about as we head into the crazy busy season that we don't want to say out loud. Um, So, you know, Wikipedia defines wellness 
as a term that means a state beyond absence of illness, but rather aims to optimize well-being. So wellness, well-being. Prevention um, are trying to use measures to prevent diseases or injuries rather than curing them or treating their symptoms. And of course, those are our ultimate goals. And we certainly don't want to uh, attain or achieve a disease um, that then we have to try to treat. And so there are certain things that we can do to try to create a lifestyle that helps us to be healthy. And we talk about these uh, all the time in our, our little um, you know, blurbs that we talk about on the show, different ways of, of supporting your health and lifestyle. Um, but the things that I would like to talk about are the big three things about eating, moving, and breathing. And, you know, I like to talk about food. I love to talk about food. I think that everything starts with food, all the food choices that we make. Um, you know, I try to uh, encourage people to use organic foods. I try to encourage people to eat their vegetables, um, avoid packaged foods. You remember my theory that if you turn the package over and you cannot pronounce the words on the back of that package, you really shouldn't be eating that package, right? If you don't recognize the food, yeah. don't eat it. And, of course, drinking water, hydration, um, which is something I need to focus on as well, um, trying to make sure that we get enough volume in every day. I do like uh, use of supplementation. I, I think that certain supplements are reasonable depending on how you feel and, and, your, and your food intake. You know, multivitamins are good. Making sure your vitamin D level is good. I, I do like fish oil for inflammation. Um, but I'm also the person that says you should eliminate foods that might cause inflammation. And we've talked about wheat, gluten, dairy, soy, peanuts fall into that category, sugar, um, corn. There are many things in the anti-inflammatory food list that we'd like to, um, you know, keep there. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is movement. You know, um, exercise is very important. And, of course, everybody has their recommendations for exercise, how many times a week you should be exercising, how long, how far, what you should do. Um, and that's great. You know, we are supposed to get out and actually do exercise, cardio, improving exercise, but at least three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes is ideal. But I think one of the other things that you need to understand is that just simply moving throughout your day is also vital. You know, if you're sitting for a long choice, long um, times, you know, getting up and walking around the office or getting up and walking outside, um, you know, we, we all know that we should park as far away from the door as possible and take the steps whenever we can. Um, but really, movement is, is very important for us. You know, a lot of times we, they, it's suggested that you stand up and you stretch, um, you know, just to get things moving in your system if you haven't done that. I do like to um, try to squeeze in exercise, but I also try not to blame myself if I can't get in and do exercise. I simply try to do more movement throughout my day. Everybody's counting their steps and they're trying to get their multi-thousand steps in a day, and that's great. I mean, I encourage people who can do that, um, but I also don't want people to feel guilty when they can't do that. They simply need to do what they can to try to increase the amount of movement that they have. And lastly, you know, we talk about mental health, and I think that that's equally as important, uh, mental health associated with deep breathing and clearing one's thoughts, clearing our brain. I think that, you know, when we say breathe, it's not just to sustain your life, but it really is to clear um, one's thought processes and mind and allow you to come back to ground zero, so to speak. Um, you know, it's, it's really 
it's a busy world that we live in, and it's very hard to sometimes take time to um, take that breath or or enjoy you know the moment that you're in, um, especially if you're you know not sleeping well or you've got too much work to do. Um, it, it's really rather difficult. Um, I find it very difficult to get in enough sleep so that I can feel like I'm rested the next day and even you know remind myself to take those deep breaths that I need. But, um, you know, energy comes from good sleep, comes from good mental health, comes from, you know, just taking all those deep breaths and cleansing one's mind. Uh, I do like to just, you know, sit quietly and take a couple of deep breaths uh, and see how that works for us. So wellness is really about taking the time to do what's right for yourself in an effort to try to avoid disease and illness. Um, It's about making good food choices. It's about being mobile. It's about being mindful and appreciating your surroundings and and taking all of that in. Um, It's it's individual uh, for, you know, it's it's a different thing for everybody. It's an individual entity. You know, my idea of health is not you know, your idea of health and my idea of good, good eating is not always everybody else's uh, idea of good eating. As you can ask my staff, I harass them daily on, you know, what's good eating and what's not good eating. They, they really don't like to bring their food near me. But uh, <laughs> don't bring your lunch next to Dr. Plucknut. Right? They right? They bring their it. French fries and their grilled cheese, and they know I'm going to say something. It's just it's a oh, ticket boy. for me to, to offer my, you know, my statement. But, you know, I, I just want to encourage people to make the best choices they can make in the situation they're in. You know, organic food can be costly. But, you know, pick and choose which organics. You know, we've talked about the environmental working groups, top 10 list of foods that should be organic and and top 15 list of things that you might get away with not organic. And so those are published every year about, you know, the foods that, you know, you should try to do as organic. Um, Like those fruits with like heavier skin necessarily doesn't have to be the organic version, but like a thinner skin fruit because it would be able to be more, um, it would penetrate more of the, um, likely, right? If it's right. a thinner skin versus so, like a banana yeah. or something else. Exactly. So I look at it this way. If I'm going to eat the skin, I want yeah. it to be organic. So right. you're correct. If it's a blueberry or an apple. Or a rat, strawberry or something. Exactly. Right. Those things should be organic. But a banana where you peel it and eat the fruit on the inside, probably less important because you're peeling off that outer skin. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of use that as my judge as I'm looking around for what I'm going to purchase or not. You know, organic things that are, you know, underground, as long as they're not having a lot of pesticides and things like that, they're less likely. Or if you're going to peel something, less likely to be a concern. You know, lettuce, on the other hand, I don't want to eat non-organic lettuce because it's likely um, been sprayed with something. So that's how I judge my organic versus inorganic foods um, or not organic foods. Um, And that's how I try to pick my meals um, and, and just try to keep myself as healthy as possible because I don't want to have a disease um, that I would have to treat. I would rather do my best efforts to stay well and healthy and prevent disease from happening. Barbara, let me ask you a question about something you just mentioned um, in passing, so to speak, that I have discovered is far more ubiquitous at this point than it ever has been. And that is the term um, mindfulness. Yes. I, all of a sudden, I'm seeing that everywhere. And uh, it has a much 
a deeper and broader meaning than just being aware of what you're eating. So could you talk about that for a minute? Right. So trying to be in the moment, mindfulness um, really brings you back to, you know, getting in the in the situation in the moment moment being part of the um, that place in which you are um, clearing your mind um, to help you to, to bring you back into focus. So it's would about it, would it be like what we would term being present? Yes, yes. So that's what it. Okay. It's bringing one's attention to things that are occurring in the present moment. So you're just paying attention to the now as opposed mm-hmm. to tomorrow or the day after or things of that sort. Um, it's, it's, the term mindfulness comes from um, a lot of the Buddhist traditions uh, where they use mindfulness to, to, to help develop a self-knowledge and a wisdom. So it's part of the enlightenment or the learning uh, you know, to, to dig deeper about themselves. It's hard to do. You have to practice that. So, for instance, if you're trying to practice mindfulness, you have to be in the moment, and you cannot be thinking about what you need to do when you go home from work, what you didn't get done today, what might be on tomorrow's agenda. You have to simply focus on the place, the time, and the moment that you're in currently. Um, And it takes a lot of practice to do it well and not let your mind wander, as we all tend to do, because the moment you get a free moment your brain goes off in a hundred different directions and it's trying to train your brain of staying right in one place and just thinking about that one place. Are there uh, exercises or things you can do in order to help yourself get that way? Yeah. So there's, you know, I, I think that there's probably the easiest way to do it would be to get an app that helps you practice that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are, ways of trying to clear the mind and focusing, um, you know, where you sit, how you sit, eyes closed, eyes open, um, you know, different things that allow you to um, not have a lot of clutter in your mind. Um, but it does take some 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 practice to do it. Um, the, the people will sometimes um, repeat a word over and over again so as to keep that word on the focus and it doesn't allow your thoughts um, to deviate from what you're doing or you a lot of people could focus on their breath so you know you take a deep breath in and you blow it out and you simply try to focus just on the breath itself so those things tend to be helpful and and where can people find you if they would like to learn more about this kind of information so, you know, we we support wellness and prevention from a gynecology standpoint uh, in our practice. Um, we try to, to help people with their hormonal balances and their, their, you know, different conditions that can be awry. We talk diet all the time. We encourage people to, you know, get out and exercise and eat proper foods. Um, and we, we do that as part of our routine, you know, visits here in the office. And our office is located across the street from Regional Hospital, across from the main entrance to the emergency room. We are on 743 Jefferson. Avenue, uh, and you can find us on the web at drbarbaraplugnet.com. So we would love to have you, uh, you know, in for any kind of uh, consultations to help you with any of the symptoms uh, related to being female, as that's what we do. Um, and you can call us and schedule an appointment that way. Great. And your number, Barb? 570-344-9997.
Okay, thank you very much. Lynn, have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Be nice, be safe, and please be nice. Bye. 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 Bye.